Welcome to a special edition of the Blue Collar Nation podcast, where Eric and Larry bring you the best and brightest minds in the blue collar world to help us weather this unprecedented storm. And now, on to the show. Hello, this is Larry from Blue Collar Nation, and we have a wonderful episode for you today. Podcast interview, as you would call What would you call it, Mr. Tech Whispering Expert, Mr. Sprague? How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I think I'd call it an interview. Yeah, I think it is a, more of an interview, but we yeah. still will podcast it. <laughs> we will podcast it away. We have an we amazing guest We will put it everywhere there. on earth that we can for people to see it. And the content today is going to be wonderful. We have Tom Ziegler here. How are you, Tom? I am doing very, very good. All healthy here in Dallas, so we're good here. That's great wonderful. news. Good. Well, we've got Tom's got a wonderful presentation for us, and let's why don't you just take over and show us exactly what you got to offer, Tom, because our listeners are going to benefit from you dramatically. Well, you bet. Well, uh, I just want to say, Larry and Eric, I appreciate both of you. Uh, you guys are having a positive impact. The world needs that now more than ever. And as you know, our heart uh, just beats along with every small business owner out there. Uh, you know, not only do we have our families to take care of in this time, but we've got our business, our, our team members, our customers. It's just, a, it's just a big situation going on right now. And I've really uh, spent a lot of time focusing in on what is the right mindset to have to get through this time. And I believe this. I believe with the right mindset, I mean, we don't know whether we've got a week or a month or longer. We don't, we don't know, right? But if we have the right mindset, then I do believe that we will emerge from this stronger and better prepared to handle whatever happens. And so that's what I want to do because I, I like to play a game where I eliminate as much of the downside as I can <laughs> and create as much upside as possible. And I think whether you're leading your family or a business or the community, that's what you got to do is you've got to, You've got to take as much risk out of it as you can, and you've got to have as much upside as you can. Because one thing we know is when we come back, it's going to be different. Right. And, and so yeah. how, do we, how do we position ourselves for different? So let me do this. I want to share uh, a PowerPoint slide because I know some people will be uh, watching this from their uh, you know, maybe on video and, and by the way, guys on audio, I'm going to, I'm going to say every slide anyway, so you're not going to miss anything, but let's just go. It takes about 10 minutes and then we can talk about it. Sure. Right. So some of you know, uh, Zig Ziglar, he was my father. Uh, he passed away seven and a half years ago and he, we estimate he impacted about 250 million people in his life. He wrote 45 books. Uh, one of the things that amazes me about his legacy is that nine of those books have come out since he passed away. And who would have ever imagined that, right? I mean, that's like technology and the world changing. And so the transcriptions of those books have come out and they're continuing to impact people. So we know that during this time right now, as tough as it is, we have an opportunity with the right mindset, the right thought process, the, the right behavior to leave a legacy beyond what we can imagine. And so I started imagining, you know, if dad were here, what would he say? I mean, he had a quote for everything. And so the title of this is the stronger mindset, but the quote 
the Zig Ziglar quote that I love is this, and I think it's the key to the stronger mindset. Expect the best, prepare for the worst, maximize what comes. Good. So what does that mean? Well, first off, during this time, we've got to expect the best. When we talk to our friends, our family, you know, we're on social media, we get a text, we do FaceTime, we're on a Zoom call, whatever it is, we're entering that conversation expecting the best. We have an attitude of gratitude. We know that we're going to get through this. We're in it together. We're going to be okay. We, it's going to be, we don't understand what it's going to be yet because we just don't know. But when we have that attitude of hope and encouragement, what happens at that point is it lifts our own spirits. And when we lift our own spirits, we literally, scientifically, medically, we literally boost our immune system. So when I'm talking about all upside and eliminating the risk, there is nothing that we need more right now as a country and as a world than a strong immune system. Because let's face it, some people, they're going to get the inconvenience of the virus. They're going to get it, right? And they're going to be okay. Other people, it's going to be a medical emergency. And the stronger your immune system is, the better chance you have of fighting it off. Now, if you have the expect the best attitude, hey, you know what, it's tough, but I'm going to make it happen anyway. I'm going to stand tall in the furnace anyway. That lifts the spirits of the people you're around, your family, your friends, your customers, whatever you do. When you have that attitude, that courageous, contagious, can-do, hope-filled attitude, it lifts the spirits of those around you. And guess what that does for them? It boosts their immune system. So there is no downside to this. So expect the best. So how do you, so that makes sense, right? It's hard, but it makes sense. So prepare for the worst. How do those two things go hand in hand? Well, let me explain. First off, prepare for the worst means we're washing our hands like 20 times a day, 20 seconds a time. We've got, we've got uh, supplies in our kitchen. You know, our family is secure. We look into the future and we think, okay, what could go wrong? What's the worst thing that could happen in our business and all these things? What are the things that we can do right now to prepare ourselves for that situation so it doesn't happen? What we're trying to do is we're trying to create margin in our life. So what does that mean? Well, physically, mentally, and spiritually, we got to be taking care of ourselves. We got to be eating right. We got to be getting plenty of sleep. We got to get exercise in. Why are we building up our body? Well, we don't know how long this is going to last. We need the stamina to get through it. And then we got to build up our mind. We got to, we got to put the clean, the pure, the powerful, and the positive into our mind constantly. We got to stay away from the negative chats that are going on all over social media and all the doom and gloom that's happening. Because you know what? I think we all know what to do. <laughs> we know what to do. We got to stay safe. We got to, we got to make sure that we, or staying healthy and we're not spreading anything. And then we got to go out with that hope and encouragement, that love, that's that support, that serving heart during this time. So that's prepare for the worst. What about maximize what comes? Well, you've probably already had this happen. You've probably already had a text or a phone call in the middle of the night or somebody reaching out saying, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I, you know, I could lose everything. I don't know how I'm going to get through the day. Well, how do you maximize what comes? You reach out to them. You have a conversation. You encourage them. You listen. You support them. You let them know, hey, you know what? We're in this together. We're going to get through this. You might even have a customer 
call you. Hey, the customer says, I got a pile of problems three feet deep. I need some help solving these problems. What do you do? Well, maximizing what comes means you help them solve those problems. You dig in, you, you do whatever you can, you offer resources, and then you do a little bit extra. You let them know, hey, we're going to get through this together. Maybe you send them a note afterwards, you know, a little text or a little thank you very, via email saying, hey, you know what? Appreciate you. We're going we're gonna to get through this together. So that's the expect the best, prepare for the worst, maximize what comes attitude. But then this is scientific and medically proven. This makes sense. It's not the extremes of both sides. You see, there's a, there's a group of people out there who are like, oh, this is nothing. It's just a bad cold. Everybody's overreacting. No, no, it's more serious than that. And then there's the other side that say it's the end of the world as we know it. Hundreds of millions of people are going to die. Guess what? It's not that either. Right. This mindset right here allows you to come through it stronger today and be prepared for whatever the future holds. That's why it's so important. But it's also important for your family. Legacy is intentionally preparing those you love to grow through life's most difficult challenges. Think about that. Those you love, your family, your kids, your brothers, your sisters, your parents, the neighbors, the friends that you've adopted in as family, they're looking at you. And they're saying to themselves, wow, look at that. Look at, look at him. Look at her. They've got, this, they've got this countenance about them. They're standing tall in the furnace. And you see, when you lead by example, you're actually teaching them to grow through this challenge. I didn't say go through, okay? Here's the reality. The fact is, is we're all going through it. We don't have a choice on that. But what we do have a choice on is we can grow through it. So what do we do during the growth? We, we develop ourselves and we stand tall as a leader. Tom Brokaw said this. He said the greatest generation in the history of the United States was the generation, the men and women who fought World War II. I love that. That's awesome. I mean, think about it. They went to war. We were underprepared. We didn't have the resources. We were fighting a superior fighting force with a lot of experience and it was tough. It was hard. And we were in it together. And they went off and they started winning and we won the war. Then those same men and women came home. We had the greatest economic boom in the history of the civilized world. Yeah, they were the greatest generation. Or were they? You know, Andy Andrews, a good friend of mine, he said this. He said, Tom, they weren't the greatest generation. Their parents were the greatest generation. Think about this. The men and women who fought World War II, they were raised during the Great Depression. They worked from sunup to sundown as kids just trying to make the ends meet. They didn't have any stuff. All they had was each other. All they had was principles and values to live their life. They had family and community, and they went off and did all those great things. You see, I believe, yes, I'm looking at you right now, Yes, I'm talking to you right now on this podcast. I believe you are perfectly positioned to set the example to be a part of something incredible. I think that right now we might be creating and raising the greatest generation this country's ever seen. Why? Because they're going to see us get rid of the stuff I had us, the things that don't matter, and come back to what really matters, and that is each other, our faith, our servant heart, our support of getting things done, no matter the circumstances, because we have the stronger mindset. This stronger mindset, part of it was 
inspired by a concept I learned in the book Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb. Anti-fragile is another word for stronger. What is anti-fragile? Well, it's easier to describe the opposite of it. The opposite of anti-fragile is fragile. Fragile means weak or easily broken, easily destroyed. We don't want to be that, right? We want to be the opposite of fragile. What's that? That's strong, robust, resilient, gritty. I mean, those are amazing things. And those things are fantastic because they'll help us get through the storm. But you see, what we teach at Ziegler and what we believe for you is you can do better than that. There's another level up. We call that the stronger mindset, the anti-fragile mindset. You see, anti-fragile, what it really means is this. When you get hit with stressors and shocks and volatility and noise and mistakes and faults and attacks or failures, when you get hit with those, it makes you stronger. The test makes you stronger. And you know what? Biologically, we know that this is true. Think about this. If you want to build muscle right now, what you do is you lift weights, okay? You start lifting weights. The weights break down your muscle fibers. Then the muscle fibers grow back what? Stronger. All the time you hear about it. Women, they go into menopause. They go and see their doctor. And their doctor says, uh-oh, we don't want you to get osteoporosis. What you should do is you should start lifting weights because the pressure, the stress, and the weight on your bones makes them what? Stronger. You see, we were created this way. We were created for the furnace. We were created to be purified in the fire. We were created for hard times. I believe that times like these are what allow us to walk into our purpose, which is what? to create the greatest generation, to be that influence and impact on our kids and our family and our, our neighbors and, our, and the people we work with and our customers. Because when they see us standing firm in this time, they know, wait a second, it's going to be better. We're going to get through this. We have hope because we have each other. Now, for me personally, it's also about faith. And I was thinking about it from a spiritual perspective. My father's life verse, Zig Ziglar's life verse, was Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good to those who love God. Think about it. My belief, my dad's belief was, you know what? No matter what happens, God's working it together for good. And then I remember when I was 12, I was told, hey, Tom, you need to pick a life verse. And even though I'd never had a trial in my life, for some reason, I picked James 1, 2, and 3. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Wait a second. I need to be joyful when I come under trial, when I come under pressure? Absolutely. Why? Because it produces the good things in life. Another uh, version of this scripture is from the message, and it says this, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. I don't know about you, Larry and Eric, but <laughs> I feel like... Every angle I'm being attacked from, right? I mean, it's just coming from every position. But look what it says here. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. What does that mean? It means that you, and I'm talking to you right now, listening to this. It means that when those around you see you handle and respond to all this pressure, all these things coming at you, with grace and dignity and respect and love and generosity and kindness. When they see you stand firm in the furnace, it gives them hope and your light literally shines. And so 
when I, th- you know, somebody said last week, you can take the darkest room there is and you can put a little candle and light it and it will light the whole room. That's who you are. And then we're also given another promise in John 16, 33. Now I'm not a fan of this promise, but it's true. <laughs> it says this, in this world, you will have trouble. That's a promise. It's guaranteed and it's here right now, but there's a bigger promise at the end of the verse, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Hey guys, we've won. And this is, this is the stronger message. This is the reality that we've got a choice every single day. We don't have a choice of going through this because we're in it, right? It's affecting ourselves, our business, those we love, people we care about, but we have a choice in how to respond to it and the impact that it can have. And so that's, that's a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of Ziegler wisdom. And, and once again, prepare for the best, expect the worst, and maximize what comes. When you do that, then you go out with that attitude of courageous, contagious hope and encouragement. You create the margin and the prepare for the worst to allow you to handle whatever comes. And then whatever comes, you maximize it. Dad said this, success is the maximization of the abilities that God gave you. So this is a time for us to stand up, stand tall in the furnace and impact a generation so that our legacies will ripple through eternity. All right, so what are your thoughts? Oh, there's a lot of thoughts, Tom. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I I think for the people listening, that's such an, an important message because it's so easy to sit there on your phone and scroll through Google News and Facebook and, like you said, be thinking that it's the end of the world and that, my business is, is ruined forever and there will never be anything good happening again. I mean, we, we're seeing a lot of that. But, you know, we had a, a guy on yesterday, a friend of ours, Skyler, and, you know, he was talking about some of the companies that started during hard times. So I started looking it up and, you know, I just have a few here. So Groupon started in 2008. I believe Airbnb started in 2008. EA Sports, which is you know, huge video game. They started in the recession in 1982. Adobe started in 1982. And HP started during the Great Depression. You know, the the point being is, is that none of those things would have happened if they had taken a a negative attitude towards that, you know. So I think your message is so important because, look, we're all stuck at home. We can choose to try to push forward or we can choose to shrink. And um, I think that encouragement from the webinar little piece that you just did is really important for those people who are kind of teetering on which way to go. You yeah. Know? This, what you just said reminds me of a, a, a conversation I had with Uncle Bernie. Now, Uncle Bernie, he's an adopted uncle, uh, dad's best friend his whole life. And Uncle Bernie came to town. And Uncle Bernie is an incredibly successful businessman. He owns tons of real estate, tons of businesses. And I said, Uncle Bernie, how did, how did you make so much money? And he looked at me and he said, easy. Every time I saw a problem, I ran right towards it. Right. Yeah. He said, that's an approach, huh? 
he said, you know what? There's money in solving problems. Yeah. And guess what we're in right now? We're, we're in a problem rich environment. Absolutely. So I want, I want to challenge everybody. And Rabbi Lappin said this, uh, he's one of my mentors. Uh, he said, you know, when you solve a problem, you're often rewarded with certificates of appreciation. We call that money. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Exactly. And then he said this, this is a great one. Okay. He said, God is never happier with his children than when they're solving the problems of his other children. Mm. And go. so I want, I want you to think of this twofold, whatever business you're in and whatever changes are going to happen. If you get laser focused on solving the problems of God's children, only good things can happen from that. Your business may change a little bit. You may, you know, you're going to find things you didn't know exist. Uh, the thing, the way you used to do it, it, it may be a little different in the, into the future. We don't, I'm, I can tell you right now, we're in the training business, right? And training is now forever different because people are figuring out that you can learn a lot online. You can be, you can have community online. You can be interactive online, right? A lot of people were old school. Oh no, the only way that's ever going to happen is if we get together in a classroom. Now, I'm a big believer in both. I've always been that way, but just because I am doesn't mean the world is. Well, the training industry is going through a massive change. So here's what I can do. If I'm a training business and I've only done classroom training, I can curl up and die and my business goes away. Or I can get online as fast as possible and figure this thing out and get focused on solving problems. Yeah. There's a lot of good things out there. You, you can reach more people and you don't lose all the travel time and the expense. I mean, you can actually help more people potentially with the new way of doing things. Yeah. And there's so much out there. You also have to be careful on the other side that there's a lot of junk out there as well. So that's why we're trying to bring different people with different perspectives to this and people can just look different uh, the people that we're presenting up here and the people that they follow and find good things from there. Absolutely. Uh, Tom, one last thing that I'd like to get your opinion on before we, we break. So a lot of our listeners, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of our listeners are small business owners in the blue collar trades and, you know, some are essential services like plumbing and heating and air, and they're doing very well right now. And, and some are struggling. So what would you say, especially to the guys who are struggling a bit, as far as leadership goes, because, you know, they might be slow now, but a lot of these guys in our world are going to be very busy as this moves forward. So they have to kind of weather the storm until it ends and then it's on. So what would you do? <clears throat> what would you say to that, you know, person who owns a, a small carpet cleaning company and they have five people or, or whatever, and times are tough on how to lead the team through that difficult period. There's a couple of things. Uh, and the first off is you got to communicate a lot. Okay. Because we're not seeing each other face to face. So you might either want to have, you know, a group zoom call or meeting uh, once a day. It doesn't have to be long. You know, it could just be a few minutes. Uh, just checking in, letting everybody know you care. And then some one-on-one -on -one meetings. It's, I think as, as a leader, it's now more important than ever to be reaching out to your people one-on-one. -on -one. Second is we're all in this together, okay? We, sometimes we get, we get 
when a situation like this happens, we get very uh, fearful because we think we're the only one in the middle of it. You know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah, you know what? Um, the revenue, the, the revenue stream, the cash flow stream is kind of cut off. Okay, so what does that do? Well, sometimes that means that you can't pay your bill. You you might be leasing a building or have a mortgage payment or all those other things. Well, guess what? Those people are in it too. The last thing they want is to end up with your stuff, right? They don't want your stuff. They want you to be successful. Right. And so you might need to have some upfront uh, outbound conversations and say, hey, you know what? We're bringing our team together. We're, 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 we're going to be ready and poised when this thing starts to break. And I'm going to do everything in my best case scenario. And I'll tell you this. Uh, one of my friends, uh, his name is Larry Carpenter. When 9-11 happened, he owned a hotel, okay? Uh, at that time, he was in Little Rock. He owned the, uh, the Holiday Inn Presidential in Little Rock, Arkansas. When 9-11 happened, everybody remembers this. Uh, airline shut down. There was no travel for a couple of days. And then every large corporation in the world went into, you know, terror uh, mode. You know, we got to put our action plans in place. All meetings were called off. So Larry, instead of waiting, because he had a, he had a room block that Southwest Airlines had guaranteed him, right? It was part of a negotiated deal so they could get a lower rate for all their flight attendants to stay there. Instead of waiting for Southwest Airlines to call him and say, hey, Larry, I know that, um, I, I know that you know what's going on. We're going to have to cancel those room blocks. And instead of waiting for that phone call to happen, he immediately wrote personal letters and phone calls to his big clients. And the one he wrote to Southwest Airlines was, hey, you're a valuable customer of ours. I know we're all going through this together. I'm prepared to sharpen my pencil to figure out how we can maintain this relationship. Yeah. So guess, guess what happened when the economy heated up again, they were as big as client. They came back better than they were before. And I really think that's a, that's a great approach, right? We're in this together. How can I, if you know they're about to cancel or postpone anyway, <laughs> Cause we've got customers like that too. Sure. Why, why not approach them from a leadership perspective and do that? The, the, the third aspect of leadership that I would say right now is there's a thing called leading from the middle. And you hear people talk about, well, don't lead from the end or behind, but, and they'll say, get out in front and lead uh, as a leader. And this is, I picked this up from some Navy SEALs. I don't know if you guys listened to Jocko. and mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's one of his principles. I think it was the Dichotomy of Leadership book uh, that, I, that I got it from. But he said, you know what? When you're in a battle-type situation, which is what we're in right now, the leader needs to be in the middle, right? Far enough back to be able to get a vision for the whole uh, area of operations, but close enough to feel and hear and see what the front line's dealing with. Right. Right. And so if you get into the very front line, right, like if you start doing the work that your people should be doing, you lose awareness of the whole battlefield. And if you stay remote out of the situation, then you don't understand what your people are dealing with. And so that's why I, that's, this is the principle of why I, I was suggesting to our leaders, 
that you should be in contact with your people as, as often as you can be so that you know what they're in the middle of so that you can help and support them and love on them. And finally, uh, let your people know that, hey, we're going to, when this thing clears, we're going to need you a hundred percent. Right. And the reality is the reality. And we've got to, we've got to, if we don't have it, we don't have it in the meantime, but I want you to know, I can give you everything I got until we get there. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that means. And if, would you suggest that, you know, if you do have to lay some people off temporarily, you're still in contact with them consistently and absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you just tell them it breaks your heart. This is not what you want to do. Uh, now we got some good news from, you know, our government maybe on, on the trillions of dollars that are coming to help and all that stuff. So, you know, maybe it'll be a little bit of a soft landing, but you know, there's a zig quote to, uh, dad added two words at the end of this. Uh, the quote's real famous. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And then dad put the two words at the end about them. And that's the essence here is your people need to know how much you care about them. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're making sacrifices uh, and you're moving stuff around to keep people on, even in a limited capacity, it's okay to let them know, Hey, look, I did this. I took out this loan. I've changed this around. Uh, we're, we're not taking money out of the business, whatever it is that you're doing. Okay. For everybody, it's a little different, right? So I'm not saying to anybody, you should do that or you shouldn't do that. But I'm telling you, if you start making sacrifices and you change, uh, the way you operate, it's okay. And it's actually good to let your people know, Hey, we're doing everything we can. I made this call. I did this. We're going to do that. Uh, we're going to keep you on as long as we can but we've got to have business and, and everybody knows that. But when they hear that personally, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Tom, we don't want to take your whole day. We know there's a lot going on, but we cannot thank you enough for gracing our presence today and, and all of our listeners and, and guys who follow us. So thank you so much. You bet. You guys are awesome. Keep spreading the good news. We're uh, trying. People, <laughs> People need it all, right? We got to have skill. We got to have systems. We got to have technique, but we also, we got to have attitude. Right. There you go. Wonderful, Mind, Tom. Mindset's what you're having. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. Take care, Tom. See you, man. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you, and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.